0: Welcome to Command of Your Own, a Star Trek podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin.
1: And I'm your host, Jen. This week, we're discussing the anime film, Your Name. And if you haven't yet seen the film, I recommend watching it uh, first, because to talk about the movie, we're going to kind of have to spoil some things on it. So I'm just going to put that up front. Yes.
0: Announcements. Yes. There have been a lot?
1: There have been a few, because convention season continues, and uh, Star Trek Las Vegas convention just finished up. And while they were there at one of the panels, I guess they brought out Patrick Stewart as their surprise guest. And he has confirmed that he is returning to Star Trek, reprising his role as Jean-Luc Picard. So this was like the big, you know, wow news that sort of came out of the convention.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And I would love to hear our listeners' best ideas for what the show is going to look like. Funny speculation, serious speculation, whatever. What what do people want to see this look like? It's so. going to be his own thing, right? What do you mean by his own thing?
0: Meaning he's not, like, on Discovery or whatever. They're doing a new show.
1: Correct. Correct. This is a separate... And I think they confirmed that it is set uh, after Next Generation. So, like, after any of the things we've seen in the Next Generation. Uh-huh. It's going to be, like, after that. I'm not sure how far after it. um, But I, I like that because people have aged and if they have any guest stars on from next generation yeah it's it will just seem more natural if although not data yeah no um that'll be awkward uh, uh, the other bit of news that i thought was important coming out of the convention was that the showrunner Alex Kurtzman has said that he wants to have something star trek running year-round on cbs all access now a few of the projects that we know about are short limited run things and but he may be thinking of having three sort of staple shows that are just running and pick up when one leaves off sort of like how some of the marvel series at one time you know when one show ended It was the season premiere for the next one. So there was always Marvel content going. Yeah.
0: I feel that way on Netflix sometimes. Yeah. Or like it's heading in that direction. Like every month you'll get a new Marvel show. Yeah. Not that I'm complaining.
1: And it does... Well, I mean, thinking completely selfishly on two fronts, it's good for me in that... You know, new Star Trek. That's one of the things I wanted to see come out of Discovery. Yeah. Was that we would get a Star Trek universe of content. And then also for this podcast, it means potentially that we could discuss the other new Star Trek properties instead of having lots of random stuff during the hiatus seasons.
0: This is true. Especially since the hiatus seasons are pretty long.
1: Yeah. Um. The other bit of news that I find interesting and is like, hmm, we'll see where this goes, is that uh, CBS All Access has apparently moved into Canada, which is just something I've read in an article. I haven't checked my particular access to it at all. Mm -hmm. And then some other countries as well, though I cannot remember which ones they specifically listed. And so it's led to a little bit of speculation to see if they're going to be putting all these new shows on Netflix and Crave TV. For international release, or if they're going to be pushing CBSL access right. to cash in on all those numbers, and it makes me wonder if Discovery will move to their CBSL access in the future at some point.
0: Well, it depends on. Well, I would think it would depend on what type of contract they signed. Yes. So yeah. they may have a time period specified <laughs> with Crave TV that they can't get them to not have it. Yes. Who knows? But there does seem to be a CBSLXS.ca. You can get one month free trial.
1: Oh, well, there you go. Um, all so these we'll have to keep stupid in... streamings.
0: It's fine. Yeah,
1: no, I know. Um and I I'll be interested to see what happens just because I also do not have streaming services except for Crave TV, which I did not actually get, except for the fact that Star Trek was on it. Right. <laughs> so it'll be like, oh, do I have to pay for two services now? Or will I be able to just, like, you know, well, I can't cancel Crave, you, you don't get a refund when you cancel their long-term subscriptions. Oh, so it would you long like it. Yeah. That's why you
0: month-to-month, month, Jen.
1: Well, it's cheaper if you long-term it, Kate. Anyways, well, there's <laughs> other content on there that I like anyways, so, okay. you know, that would be fine. Um, but it's just like, okay, is this going to just add to my monthly costs?
0: Gotcha. So,
1: we'll see. It's, always it's not the end of the world if it does. Um, it's Star Trek, I'll do that. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see how it impacts their numbers. Uh, because their international numbers were really good. But it was because, partly because everyone had Netflix and there wasn't that pushback. Like there was in the States about people having to pay for another streaming service.
0: Right. I guess we shall see. hmm Nine times out of ten, I'm super glad that I don't have cable. But every now and then I... You miss not having to deal with all these different streaming things mm-hmm. but i actually don't watch tv that much anyways so this works better i suppose yeah and i am a, a part of a good group you know where one person pays for netflix one person pays <laughs> for crave one person pays for this and we all just you know
1: yeah yeah the the offer has come forth to me a few times um But, yeah. Okay. Anything else to put in the announcements?
0: I don't think so. That's pretty much all that I've heard.
1: Okay. Are we ready to talk about the movie now? Yes. All right.
0: Did you like the movie?
1: Yes, I did. Mm Mm-hmm. Said with the caveat Mm -hmm. that I fell asleep both times I tried watching it. Interesting. So. Now, I think that's mostly due to the fact that we started watching late. I was watching with my husband because Mm -hmm. he was interested in watching it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because of like summer timing of things and and various factors. We started watching fairly late in the evening, like at nine o'clock. And I'm an old person now. And yes, that's late for me. And. The pacing and the music of the movie is just so, like, calming and relaxing. And there's, (sighs) and just because of the way the story is, Mm -hmm. you kind of know how it's going to turn out when you get to that part. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you're gripping on the edge of your seat to be like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? Is You know, because you've kind of already seen it.
0: Yeah, I actually didn't even pick up on that.
1: Yeah, now, I do like it because the method of storytelling is incredible. And yeah. there's, like, the one thing that comes to mind that's sort of a comparison that I can think of mm-hmm. is another anime film called Millennium Actress. Yeah. Which has a different concept to it, but the, the pacing of the story being revealed in these overlapping, you know, segments. Mm-hmm feels very similar, and because of that, I feel it's one of those ones that you enjoy more as you rewatch it.
0: Yeah. So, just to get into the technicals a bit, um, Your Name Mm -hmm. is a movie directed by Makoto Shinkai. Um, Mm -hmm. I've seen
1: three other
0: things by him. Have Mm you I presume you have not seen any?
1: I have not seen any, no.
0: Okay. And they're all kind of very similar. Like, this is what he does. He does things that are all about people's relationships and that Mm -hmm. almost seem like just normal contemporary ones but there's always Mm -hmm. kind of like a a sci-fi angle that's messing things up
1: see i wouldn't necessarily categorize this as sci-fi though exactly that's how
0: yeah that's how all of them feel you know that but there's something yeah
1: fantasy based i guess which is really just um i mean sci-fi and fantasy i feel like you know, are opposite sides of the coin.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: the, There's the same sort of story elements at play in them, the same... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Same mechanisms. Yeah. It's just, like, in one side, it's explained by magic or religion or, you know, something mystical. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, it's explained by, like, advanced technology. Yeah. So... Well, I will be on the lookout for the other films then. Um, because, like I said, I did enjoy it.
0: Yeah, and, and all, um, all of his movies have the same sort of look to
1: them. Oh, okay, because it was beautifully animated.
0: Yeah, he, he does very beautiful films.
1: Like, it was amazing. Um, I watched with my husband, and... So we watched put it on the first night, and i sort of dozed off at the end
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then it was like okay well you know i've got time to re-watch it not a problem and then the next night we had another opportunity to watch something and i was like do you mind if we and he was like yep yeah, go ahead we can watch it again oh good <laughs> it's like don't mind it at all and then he bought the film soundtrack it has and- such a good soundtrack and <laughs> which we've been listening to non-stop since we watched the movie <laughs> And then I noticed him, like, he's usually not the person who, like, puts the movie away in the DVD case. Like, that's usually more something I would do. And so, like, Mm -hmm. the other yesterday I was surprised that he was, like, he had picked up the case from not the room where we had watched it. And then he was, like, he went upstairs with it. And then he, like, got the disc and he put it in there and he brought it. And I was, like, oh, wow, he's, like, tidied it for me. But what I realized he was doing is he was, like, making sure he knew what movie it exactly was, because it's going to be added to our collection. Oh, cool.
0: Well, I'm so glad he really like, liked it, too.
1: I was like, oh, okay, super. So we were kind of making some Twitter jokes, him and I, about like, oh, maybe we'll just swap the usual podcaster like those Folgers Crystals commercials <laughs> <laughs> and see if anyone notices. I didn't even
0: see, uh, even though I follow you both <laughs> on Twitter, so that's funny. But I'm yeah. glad he liked it and that I didn't, inflict pain upon you as I seem to a lot of the time
1: <laughs> No no it was good it was really good okay. um and like I said it's one of those things that I think the the enjoyment increases upon re-watching it
0: yeah I watched it last night and then um, I watched like the beginning again just after I finished it and that time obviously picked up on the fact that they're adults at the beginning. And that it happens after everything. Yes. But so the thing is, because you said that the ending, you felt it like you knew how it was all going to go. Right. The thing is, because I've seen some of his other movies, I knew that we were not guaranteed a happy ending. I see. Because there's definitely one that has a similar sort of people trying to find each other and glimpsing Mm -hmm. each other on a train and then looking Mm -hmm. for each other missing each other, and then credits. Gotcha. So I was like, you better not fucking do this to me again, (laughs) you asshole.
1: See, my husband wasn't sure how he felt about the fact that they kind of do end up, like, coming together at the end. He wasn't sure if he liked that or not.
0: I, so then tell him to watch, um, five centimeters per second, because that one goes the other way.
1: (sighs) We will add it to the list of ones to check out. Um,
0: Um, Not to spoil it for you, sorry,
1: but... Oh, well, I remember by the time we find the movie and watch it. Yeah, that's fair. No, so not a problem. Um, I will say I would have
0: been A, angry if they hadn't found each other, and B, I don't think it would have fit with the theme of the film if they hadn't, because the whole point was that they were linked together and that they would find each other.
1: Yeah, but, okay, so... This is a good spot to jump into more of the meat of the film. Yeah. Um, to prepare for this, because I didn't want to sound like an idiot who fell asleep twice during the movie. I did read about the movie. Uh huh. And so what was linking them together at that point? Like, it's... In, it, they say in the movie, the grandmother says, that her and uh, the main character's mother hmm um and i should have had the names open in front of me but um i know yeah they've both had those kinds of dreams before which ended just as dreams that they don't remember and so one of the per- people says that it's this thread that she makes her hair tie mm-hmm. thing um that she gives to him that causes the bond but then he gives it back to her. So I think that's why I wanna, we're sort of conflicted about them coming together as adults, is, like, are they still tied together?
0: Um, I would think they are. Okay. I don't know, because the, I think there was a lot of talk about how time and the the thread and how it's all the same thing and how it's all now and then, and I don't know, I just felt like... I felt like they were I mean he gave her the 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 braided cord back Mm -hmm. but she still wore it every day and he'd had it for three years and so I didn't really think of it as hers I thought of it as you know the thing that tied them together and it didn't matter who had it Hmm. and also the fact that like there was some emphasis uh based on the fact that he he drank her her sake
1: that is true so there is more than just that linking them together and that could be what resolves me to that ending in the end Mm -hmm. because yeah he did drink the sake that she helped to make which partly was part of her
0: yeah i have the the word for it right in front of me but i don't know if i can say it properly (laughs) the the kuchi kamisaki
1: that sounds correct.
0: Yes. If For those who haven't watched the movie, they make mm-hmm. sake in a traditional uh, Shinto ceremony by chewing up rice and then spitting it out, and then it ferments into sake.
1: Yes. Which, to, like, I don't know if this is just their specific tradition or if that is a more general shinto tradition. Like I don't know if they made that up for the movie. It has a
0: wikipedia entry, so
1: Oh, does it? Okay. Yep. I did I did not research. I I apologize. I should have
0: using hu- involving human saliva as a fermentation starter.
1: And in the movie it's human saliva of a virgin woman.
0: Yeah. We should mention that it wasn't meant just- to be drank. It was meant to be left at a shrine. The yes it's an offering just, to the yeah.
1: um to the shinto gods and do you have any theories about why this happens
0: um other than so the movie would have a plot no
1: okay <laughs> cuz one of the things i've for her side they're like oh this happened to me and your mother so it's the grandmother to her and so i was kind of like okay so clearly there's something about their line of things. Right. What I keep stumbling on is why him, aside from it was arbitrary that he's the main character.
0: Well, okay. I feel like like we could get into that whole looper things where, you know, if we talk about this a lot, we'll just end up talking about it forever with straw diagrams and stuff. <laughs> right. But in a way... She technically chose him because she gave him the braided cord three years before it happened for him.
1: Right, so there's the time paradox element. Yeah.
0: So... And then... I don't know.
1: There is also that she wished for him under a Shinto uh, tori gate. Right, yes. Um, Like, when she's coming back, she wishes to be reborn as uh, a boy living in Tokyo.
0: Yeah.
1: And so there's that aspect as well. And so I guess the rest is just kind of like that time paradox, but that never feels satisfying to me for some reason. It doesn't
0: this feel, is, I mean, we could, there, it could be could any be number me. of things. It could be that yeah. fate knew that he was, you know, that he was the right one.
1: Yeah. Um, that that could be it too. Yeah. Um, the other really interesting part of this movie that I found thought provoking was how much they talk about forgetting. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it comes up in several different areas. And like, I just, again, this is part of why I want to watch the movie again and again. So I can like see how they talk about it and where it comes up and see if there's a structure to it or um, things like that. Not only do they forget that they're body swapping at first, like, it seems like a dream, and they don't remember the things that they've really done. Mm -hmm. They seem to be forgetting things to their peers, so there's, like, uh, another sort of echo to it. And then their whole town, uh, because of a fire, has forgotten why they do the things they do.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And even when in in Taki's timeline, or time period, mm-hmm. it kind of seems like Tokyo's forgotten that whole town entirely.
1: Yeah, and when he goes searching, and it comes up and they say the name of the town, he in particular has completely forgotten it. Yeah. His friends and companions remember, but he is at, at first like, oh, and then, then they have to explain it to him, which of course has you know narrative purpose. But it just seems to keep coming up. And I don't know enough about, like, Shinto tradition to know if there's a resonance to that. Mm-hmm. Because they clearly do uh, talk about... it's Shinto is another one of the main themes of the film.
0: Which I really uh, loved.
1: Yes. Yes. And as, as somebody who also loves Japan and, and just the way things look and the aesthetic of it. Anytime I watch an anime like this, especially one that's so beautifully drawn like this one,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's just like a visual treat. It brings back so many happy memories and like, you know, sights and sounds because I've been there and yeah, it's delightful. Mm-hmm.
0: It was, yeah, it was a very beautiful film. Visually. Yeah. Yep. Did you watch it in English or Japanese?
1: So, We started out watching, the first time we watched in Japanese Mm -hmm. with with subtitles, as we normally do. Mm -hmm. The second time, we started out watching in Japanese with subtitles. And then I started dozing off near the end at the same place. So I got up, and I switched it to English, thinking, if my brain doesn't have to work as hard,
0: Mm.
1: I might stay awake. And I still dozed dozed off. So, (sighs) what did you watch in?
0: I watched in Japanese, and I really loved the acting uh how they did the body switching i think they did such a good job which obviously some of that was the how they animated them slightly differently Mm -hmm. but i the i thought the actors did a fabulous job at pretending to be somebody else in their body you know so Mm -hmm. like both main actors in this had to play both roles basically yes and yep. in and I wanted to know if you noticed, if you saw that in English and how the English actors did, because the Japanese actors were great.
1: No, but uh, since it's my turn next to pick a movie,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was asking my husband, like, you know, oh, you know, is there anything on, you know, this list of stuff that you're kind of more leaning towards? Because uh, I have to pick something f- to watch for the podcast, right? And he goes, uh, you could pick your name in English this time. <laughs> I was like, okay, so you really, really like it then. Nice. And we do want to go back and watch it, partly because in one of the early body switch scenes um, where uh, she is in uh, Taki's body for the first time and she's eating lunch with his friends right? and yeah. goes to refer to them- themselves and uses the wrong gendered pronoun and they, like, explain that in the subtitle. But we're both like, how did that play out in English?
0: Yeah, that would be interesting.
1: Yeah, like. Because she uses yeah. like
0: six wrong pronouns
1: <laughs> before she is yeah. like. Scroll okay. through them. This one? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I did not watch in English, but I'm sure we will be watching it in English at some point. Maybe this week. I might be able to report back when we next record. I would be
0: interested in in hearing how the acting is in English,
1: yeah, hopefully it's as good as the Japanese voice actors,
0: yeah, I and mean, also, uh, like to the animators, they paid attention to every single detail when they body swapped, like I remember noticing that taki sat differently and and it, like yeah,
1: like she had like the when taki was in her body, she did like the man spreading kind of sit, yeah. And it was just, she had a much more, um, like, relaxed-looking, confident posture Yeah. Um, than her normal, because normally when she was sitting with her friends, she was, you know, perfectly standing up straight. And you can see that, like, her father makes the comment as she's walking by to stand up straight. Mm-hmm. So you can see she's always been sort of policed in that regard, which... I, as far as I know, is also a very Japanese thing that, um, you comport yourself properly.
0: Um, yeah. And I, I just really liked how it showcased their very strange relationship unfolding through, like, just writing to each other on each other's phones.
1: Yeah. And, uh, it was interesting, the choices they were each making.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And almost what it says about their gender differences, because he was almost less concerned about um, forging individual friendships. He was much more concerned about her status. Yeah, um, like standing up to the people who are always saying snide things about her. Whereas she was a lot more focused on like strengthening his one-on-one bonds. Um, potentially getting him a girlfriend, uh, you know, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And I kind of wish the movie had played around with this a little bit more, but mm-hmm. it only did it a very, very little bit. Like, the whole, uh, like, gender doesn't really matter type of thing. Because mm-hmm. it, it only had a couple of instances of it, but I did like when um, uh, Mitsuha, is that a yeah, Mitsuha Mitsuha, yeah, mentions that she wishes she was going on the date with, um... Yeah. Uh, what, is, what was the girl's name that she sets up?
1: Oh, oh, it starts with an O.
0: Oh, um, Okudera. Oh, apparently. yes, Okudera. And, yeah, so I, I liked how, how some of that played out. And I know after one of the times that she was in Taki's body, one of Taki's friends said, was he kind of cute today or something like that? And...
1: Yeah, I I noticed both of those as well. Or even like when she's finds his phone when she first body switches, mm-hmm. and is going through the pictures, and he sees that he, Taki has taken a picture of Okudera.
0: So he's scrolling away. Okudera, yeah.
1: Okudera, and she's like, "Oh, maybe he's got a crush." And just the way she like then rolls over and is like looking at this picture that he has taken clearly without okudera realizing her picture was taken Mm -hmm. um i was like at first i was like oh are they gonna hint that she is like gay or bisexual and it didn't really play out that way and so then i was like oh well was it just the schoolgirl sort of thing where you try and pair people up and getting couples together is you know, kind of adorable in your pastime. I'm, I'm now flashing back to um, the movie Clueless with Cher. You know, how she might react if one of her guy friends, she found a photo of a girl on it. Right. So I was like, okay, well, it's probably knowing, you know, where we're at, at media culture right now. It's probably just that. Right.
0: That's I I liked some of the stuff that they had in there, but I wish they'd leaned into mm-hmm. it harder.
1: Oh, yeah. I would have loved to seen it, you know, Definitely more of that kind of thing yeah. and make it less of a gray area and more like, yeah, gender is not as important. We can express that we like people of the same gender. We can express people with, that we like people of the opposite gender. Mm-hmm. And I, so I'm glad I wasn't the only one who picked up on that. Yeah,
0: I did like the awkward realizations about how life would play out if you actually body swapped with somebody. Especially somebody of a different uh, gender or sex, I guess. Yes.
1: Yes. Realizing you have to go use the washroom. Yeah. That was. And not quite knowing how to do that. that, Like, yeah.
0: That was funny. Like, I'm glad they didn't linger on it, but I'm also glad that they had it in there.
1: Yeah. And this, that was sort of at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. When it wasn't like you're like, oh, is it going to be a funny body swapping thing where they have to go on a journey of self discovery? And then they do that for a little bit. And then they sort of have a turn where the movie is now looking at other things as well. Because um, then it starts to look at, um, you know, fate and what happens when this happens and the impression we leave on people having been literally inside someone else. And it looks at like bigger questions, which I thought was really nice and well done.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it almost kind of glossed over much of the body swapping. Like you, Mm -hmm. you got just enough to see that they were affecting each other's lives and also getting invested in each other's lives. Yes. And through their own strange way getting to know each other through their weird communications and generally just being angry at each other for the choices they were making. Yes. But I mean, I guess they would have, like, they would have known each other better than anybody else because they had to be each other.
1: Yeah, and you get that sense at the end when he is commenting that, like, She's the only person who's going to be able to convince her father, the mayor, Yeah. A- about what to do, which felt a little almost unearned to me.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Simply
1: because we only ever see her interacting with her father in such a way that she totally cannot stand up to him.
0: Yeah, I wish, like, I get the payoff that they were going for there, but I wish <laughs> we'd sort of seen it develop a bit more. Yes, so then halfway through the movie one of them dies yep which i mean this is a makoto shinkai movie so honestly i was kind of expecting it but when half the movie was left i was like (laughs)
2: what
1: when did you figure out that time travel was playing in
0: um probably the first time one of them tried to phone the other and it didn't work i was like oh obviously because oh really yeah
1: okay it took me a lot longer to figure it out
0: I, again, I think I might have the basis of like what Makoto Shinkai does in a movie working for me on this the, one, because I knew that yeah. there was no way that they were going to physically find each other until the end.
1: Right. Right. You had that, you know, frame of reference. Yeah. To lean up on. Yeah. It took me a lot longer to figure out it was time travel, as well. Or not so and... much
0: time travel. Well, I guess the swapping is time travel, but like that there's a disconnect.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I thought it was a really interesting way to... Like, a, a really interesting thing to bring into the movie to further complicate things. hmm Because it's like, it's not just that you're time-traveling, it's that technically she's only swapping into his body because she's died. And her wish about being a boy in Tokyo is come true. Yeah. Just occurred to me that I now want to know... If there is a specific word for that she uses for Japanese boy, that would make it be that age, right? Because I was also like, well, they're they're throwing out the window the idea of you being born and like reborn into an infant's body, mm-hmm. which is how a lot of people think of that, you know, rebirth cycle happening. And I was like, was it just, like, convenient for the movie? You know, because otherwise they'd have, like, a 15-year age gap or something. And then her finding him as an adult, it would be, like, more awkward. But now I wonder if it was just that there is, like, a specific word she used in Japanese that means specifically, like, Japanese schoolboy. Right. As opposed to just, like, you know, a boy.
0: Interesting.
1: I should start a list somewhere of things I need to research more.
0: You should just learn Japanese for our Star Trek (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Clearly. Yeah. So then he drinks her sake and goes back in time and comes up with a plan to save their town.
1: Yes. I don't know that he goes back in time. He drinks her sake and then...
0: Well, they body swap again. They body
1: swap again. Yeah. And then they meet... At that magical time between night and day. Mm-hmm. And body swap back. Now, And he's now figured out a, a potential way to save the town. And so then that knowledge goes that back to That scene was her.
0: so beautifully animated.
1: Yes. This is a very pretty film.
0: I love a good pretty film.
1: Like, uh, one of the reviews I read even said that it's one of those movies where you could just pause it, take that still... Frame it and put it on your wall. Yeah. Pretty much anywhere in the movie you want. You could just pause it. There's there's some art for your wall.
0: Yeah, it's really nice. And then did you like how
1: he didn't write his name on her hand? Um yes and no. It's one of those things where I'm the viewer is not certain why he chooses not to write his name. If it was because he was forgetting his name already when he was doing the writing or if he makes that as a choice.
0: I thought that he made it as a choice because he didn't know that they weren't going to have time for her to write her name on his hand. So he thought, you know, as long as I have her name, we'll find each other. That's fine. Right. And he, there was a lot of emphasis put on how kind of awkward he was at the time so I, right. I honestly think he thought this This is the only way I can tell her
1: this is like my romantic gesture uh, my chance to tell her that I love her if that's the case I don't like it as much All right. I would rather ha- have it be that like in that liminal area between swapping bodies he momentarily like forgets who he is I, I can see that um hmm I would personally prefer it that way not not saying that that is fully supported as what happened.
0: Yeah, do you do you think that's just because you are a very practical person and what he did was very impractical?
1: That could be clouding my judgment. I will admit.
0: Well, it's not clouding it. It's just what you prefer.
1: It's it's my own biases yeah. coming through.
0: Because I I really liked it. I thought it it just I thought it really worked with the movie.
1: It it both either one works with the movie. I think it just you're. You're right that the practical side of me thinks that it's also a very arrogant move on his part. Yeah. Because not writing his name also means that she cannot take the agency of tracking him down first. That's true. The ball is in his court. <laughs> um, So, you know, if that's the way it was, that just bothers me. I can see and, that. Although, like... That is very supported by what I know of Japanese culture, you know, historically in general, and like most patriarchal cultures, is that it's the man who's supposed to do the pursuing of the woman.
0: Well, on the other hand, it's not like she could go find him right away. Like, if she was 20 and he was 17, they'd have to wait a couple years just for legal reasons.
1: Was she 20?
0: Well, I just mean that she's three years older than him.
1: Right. Right, right. Well, and also like she is still in high school. But i but I just... mean
0: back in his time.
1: Right, 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 right. She would
0: be older than him. Right. Um but I don't know. I like again, they obviously weren't going to have it that easy. It's a movie. Mm-hmm. So, I think the writer found a good workaround that I felt fit with yes. his character.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Though, I can admit was also kind of dumb. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it could fit with his character, and it can still be like, uh, you know, a choice that is dumb for all those same reasons. And then I can just headcanon my, uh, you know, alternate explanation too.
0: That's true. I mean, which could be what, what the writer was thinking. I I don't know. He did also write yeah. a novelization, which might be interesting to read to get some insight oh, into their thoughts.
1: That would be interesting to read. Because you could potentially, like, all those things about what they're thinking, doing certain things, could be then textual.
0: I would, so, I was just looking at some of the credits here. And I, I will say, one of the earliest, like, shorts that Makoto Shinkai did, I believe, was he mm-hmm. did, like, the whole thing himself. And it, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Um, wow. But the credits on this one are directed by Makoto Shinkai. Screenplay by Makoto Shinkai. Cinematography by... Makoto Shinkai, edited by Makoto Shinkai.
1: Oh wow! Holy oh, crap! That's a lot of that's a lot of work for one person.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, "Voices of a Distant Star," which was the first thing I ever saw by him, he basically drew the whole thing himself, and it it's insanity.
1: I mean, I can see on because I've got the DVD case here, mm-hmm. um, character design is by someone else and that there's an animation director
0: oh that's good then i could be wrong about him drawing the whole thing i don't want to you know um erase people but that that's just what i've heard that he basically did it all himself
1: right and yeah the um all the music in it is by the rad wimps Mm -hmm. and they do english and japanese versions of the songs Oh, really? Yes. So it's been interesting listening to it nonstop for days now.
0: Do you have, like, both lyrics going over in your head?
1: Um, sometimes. Mostly it's just, like, segments of the songs that, like, pop out. But we were talking about how much easier it is to have really poetical uh, songs and phrases in Japanese. Because so much natural rhyming happens due to their language structure. Yeah.
2: It's more uh, and how sometimes
1: it's like awkward to get English words to do what they want, especially in a song where you've got the music in the background that somehow that you know shapes part of it as well.
2: Me, would make me somehow I feel the warmth comfort today. You ever kind heart the way you and even how you find your dreams. I knew nothing, so honestly, I've always copied you. Now just a little more Only just a little more Let's take you a little longer now. now just a little more Did they also compose the,
0: like, the, the BGM sections? Do you know?
1: The BGM section. The background music, like, just the oh. instrumental bits. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It just says Music. Radwimps, yeah, and there is a lot of instrumental sections on the music I've been hearing, but I haven't looked at like the track list to really.
0: I'm gonna assume. Be able to guess. Yes, because here it just says that mm-hmm. the director said, "I want you guys to do the music." Mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: And I mean, the movie had a really consistent uh, musical feel to it the whole way through.
0: Yeah. And then we've already talked about the ending a bit, but just to wrap it all up, did you like how, you know, they saved the town and, well, they saved the people and then were apart for five years before finding each other? Did you like how that all played out?
1: Yeah, I liked that they ended up saving the the town. Mm -hmm. And I liked how that, along with how they dealt with their Makoto and... Taki remembering each other. I like how that intersected as well because they weren't only forgetting because of... Do you mean Mitsuha? Oh, yes. Mitsuha and Taki. Yeah, Makoto's the director. Uh, were... Carry on. <laughs> yeah. Um, they weren't just forgetting because of potentially the the magical forces that were allowing them to body swap. There's also the fact that they then changed the rest of the world in his past. Yeah. And then it was, like, this other ending of uncertainty of, like, is he going to have remembered, like, is that partly why he forgets it? Because it both has to happen and can't happen, so they can't keep the memory of it straight.
0: Straw diagrams. And then,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, Don't think about it too hard, (laughs) because it's... Gonna hurt your brain. So I I liked how there was layers to that, and then they end up finding each other, and they don't have, like, they don't overplay it at the end. No,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, It's, there's no, you know, big romantic bit of dialogue.
0: When they almost walked by each other and just kept going, I may have growled out loud. (laughs) Like, in frustration. But then... Thankfully, one of them spoke up.
1: Yeah. And I was also glad in how it visually played out because it's clear that she has gone to Tokyo. Mm-hmm. So it means he didn't track her down. This may just be chance again, which brings us back to like the thread of fate running through everything mm-hmm. and it just being a matter of time. And it also means that She, what she wanted to, her goal in the movie at the beginning was to, you know, get out of her small, you know, town where the cafe is a vending machine and move to Tokyo. Mm -hmm. And I like that they let us see that she did that.
0: Yeah, I really liked the small town, though. Like I guess just the visuals there were, were stunning.
1: Yes. Although one of my frustrations with the small town is it's like... You basically live in a landscape pockmarked by craters. Things have fallen on you before. Um So I was like, is this just like history repeating itself? Is there like that sort of a time loop happening?
0: Well they kind of brought that up a little bit, but then they didn't they didn't delve into it very much. Yeah. Cause I, I thought that for a bit too, that maybe that was connected. But yeah. it, maybe it wasn't it's, an early draft or something.
1: Yeah, well, I like to think of it as, like, in the wider world, that there's this, like, little town that still keeps the Shinto tradition and the Shinto spirits that protect it have seen this cycle of destruction before. Mm-hmm. And that's partly why they facilitate this wish and make all this stuff happen, because they know that the people will be preserved and then their Shinto cycle will continue of the people, you know, uh, continuing the Shinto traditions, keeping those alive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I-, I liked that part, but it is also very realistic because you see this happening in like all over the place. Like, gee, why is this plain so flat and smooth and full of fertile soil? Oh, it's a floodplain. Gee, how dumb of us for putting our house right here. <laughs> Um there's places in Japan too where they've historically been wiped out by tsunami where the that large tsunami hit. Right. So it's like you you know you do see this happening where the land is showing you that disaster has happened here before and people just keep on building there. And I'll be optimistic and say it's our, you know, relentless spirit. and not our forgetfulness (laughs) and not our forgetfulness and stupidity but our relentless spirit triumphing over disaster I don't know why
0: but at the near the end of the movie when Taki's Mm -hmm. searching for a job I loved that everybody blamed the crappy suit he was wearing (laughs) I couldn't get a job he
1: was just like it's a suit what's wrong with my suit (laughs) Especially because, like, the Japanese business suit is so identical. Yeah,
0: like, everybody looked like they were wearing the same suit.
1: That's pretty much what it looks like. Maybe a more discerning eye could, like, see that this is the cheap suit versus the expensive suit. I don't know, but, yeah, that was pretty cute.
0: So there was some humor in the movie.
1: Yep. Yep. And even at the beginning, I found the part where... uh, Mitsa's friend is like should we go to the cafe? and the girls are like oh, cafe! and then you see them sitting like on a bench next to a vending machine yeah <laughs> he's like you know there's no cafe here uh, that part I found quite funny yeah, good. having their, their boss coffee in a can
0: I'll, also I loved how mad Taki got at Mitsuha for spending all his money and she'd be like you're <laughs> eating
1: this food too <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was pretty good.
0: And she always made sure to take a picture for him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is what I ate today. Yeah, um, yeah that was cute. And I, I'm i trying to think if he had something equally cute when he was her.
0: Um. Well, for the cafe, he made them, like, chairs and a table. Oh,
1: right, 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 you know, right. He right. fancied
0: it up a bit, so that was funny. Yeah. And he had to... Try making braided cords, which he had absolutely no idea what he was doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was fun.
1: That reminds me of the scene with the grandmother doing it with the two girls at the beginning mm-hmm. and how I liked how much work they put into each scene. Like, oftentimes when you're watching a scene in the movie, there's not just one thing that's happening there that's important, there's multiple. So, like, when she's they're making the thread and the little sister is you know asking like when you know can i do that and the grandmother's chiding her that's the same scene where we learn about the fire and the forgetting that the fact that they have forgotten why they do all the rituals they do Mm -hmm. in their shinto tradition um it's showing her actually making the thread and there's this metaphor of the thread binding them throughout time and and following the thread of fate and, you know, the fact that they are part of this Shinto tradition, that they are uh, at the temple, it's their job to keep doing certain things. Like, you get all of that into, like, this one little scene. And so many of the scenes in the movie are like that. There's not just one thing happening, mm-hmm. but a lot of different things that are building uh, throughout the story.
0: I really liked the um, the trek up to the shrine. Mm-hmm. I-, I thought that one was really well done. Or, not the shrine. Oh, yeah, yeah, the the shrine.
1: The one where he goes up to find the sake, or...
0: Well, it's him and her body going up with the grandma and her younger sister, and how...
1: Right, yeah.
0: I I just thought it was a really well-done scene, like, in every part. Like, there was the bit where he was (laughs) like, oh, I'll give grandma a ride up the mountain. And then he's like, wait, shoot, I don't have the same muscles in this body.
1: (laughs) Right. And then the grandma sort of... She has the line, like, are you dreaming? Yeah, yeah. And are you like, is it because he paused and she's saying to her granddaughter, like, wake up, are you dreaming? Or is it because the grandma senses what's happening and knows that that's not her granddaughter in there?
0: Yeah. and But also the, the grandma's talking the whole way up the mountain and explaining things and oh, going yeah. into that whole... Uh, oh shoot, what was the name that she used? It was like Misuba or something like that. I maybe made that word up. But it was something like that. And she's explaining what it means and how it's fate and death and connection and the, the, yes. the braided cords and all that. And I just, I really liked that scene a lot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it helps you establish that he gets some of that tradition, because mm-hmm. you know that Mitsuha probably has heard it before. And then, like, even the school scene for Mitsuha at the beginning, the teacher is going through the meaning of the word for that dusk time. Yeah. Which they then call back to at the end of the movie. And it's like, they could have made that math class. They could have made that any sort of thing where she wasn't fully paying attention. But they put in that extra little bit of information without making it seem like the scene was there just to have this bit of information yeah. introduced to you.
0: I feel like maybe that's what you get when a movie is written, directed, and edited by the same person. <laughs> you know, like, just everything is so thought out and and connected. Yes. Especially in a yeah. movie where, like, connection is kind of the theme.
1: That's right. And the how important it is that it play out that way when you have it told in a fractured way. Mm -hmm.
0: Anyways, I feel like we could go on talking about this for a while, but maybe we should wrap it up.
1: I I think I've hit all the main points of the reasons I love it.
0: Yeah, it was really good. And if you haven't watched it, you should. Oh, I was going to ask you. I don't think Mm -hmm. you're as much of a crier as I am, but did you cry? No. That's fair. I did not cry. That's fair.
1: And it's funny because I think of myself as a crier as well, but I think completely different things trigger you and I.
0: Yeah, Jen, I there was a part in our conversation right now where I was holding back tears.
1: Oh, wow, really? To be fair,
0: I watched the movie like 10 hours ago.
1: Okay, so we've wrapped up talking about the movie. So next week is my turn to pick the movie and we will be announcing that on Twitter. So watch our Twitter stream, which is at Command of Her Own.
0: Now, did you have any recommendations this week, Jen?
1: Um, yes. This week... I recommend following directions when you plant bamboo, um, which means that you thoroughly dig a three-foot-wide trench around your bamboo so that it doesn't invade your neighbor's backyard. Do you speak from experience? I do. I speak from two days worth digging a trench in my yard um, to put in a bamboo blocker after our neighbor's bamboo crossed through his inadequate barrier ah. into our yard.
0: <laughs> Do you not want bamboo in so, your yard?
1: Well, the first bit that we... He's got two varieties of bamboo, and one is clumping bamboo, mm-hmm. which is not as invasive, and then the other is running bamboo. And he takes out... Um, probably, like... If you picture a pickup truck with his bed completely full of bamboo that's how much he removes probably twice a year Jeez. of how much this stuff grows so the first bit of bamboo that we spotted and this was like already like a good six feet into our yard it was popping up and at first we thought that it was like a bamboo stick that our kids had like planted in the ground like shoving it in the ground for something And so we went to, like, pick it up, and we're expecting it to, like, lift up, and then it was like, oh, shit, no, this is growing here. Like, a good six and a half feet away from the spot where it came from. And so we started digging, and we found a whole crap ton of it coming through underneath this area we have. And then as we were digging the trench, some of the clumping bamboo had also broken through the barrier, and started to come through onto our side.
0: It sounds like a miserable way to spend the weekend. It was so hot.
1: Yeah, so it was a long weekend. We had two days off of work because we work Saturdays, and that's what we got to do in 30 degree heat. So, yeah. So my recommendation is, yes, follow the (laughs) instructions. In general, we enjoy the bamboo being there. It's very, like, uh, adds a cinematic quality to our backyard. But... It did sort of invade and like we alone filled up like an entire garbage can full of roots that we pulled out not like the long sticks but just the root structure that had spread throughout the ground
0: sounds terrible
1: so yeah
0: um before i do my recommendation i meant to ask beforehand or i meant to say that your name is actually currently the fourth highest grossing movie in japan of all time (laughs) oh okay and i wanted to ask if you could guess what you think the top three are
1: the top three grossing movies yeah so
0: above this one
1: i feel like i know one of these movies i feel like it's come up on something is one of them spirited away
0: number one spirited away
1: yes okay okay so that's the one i definitely knew about um Princess Mononoke?
0: No, that one is number seven. Oh, okay. It, it was for a long time. Mm. It was number one, but it was um, booted out of there by what is currently number two.
1: Oh, I suck at knowing the order of things being released in. So this is hard. Um, yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> number two is Titanic.
1: <laughs> <Really>? Number three. <laughs> I would have never guessed number that. Number three
0: is Frozen. <laughs>
1: Alright. I, I was just thinking of Japanese movies for being nope. their top ones, but uh...
0: um, yeah so there's also, like, Howl's Moving Castle and Princess Mononoke are also in the top ten. So, a okay. lot of Ghibli. Anyways, I just thought that was funny. So my recommendation this week is probably too late for everybody, because BC, our province, does this later than the rest of the world. Um, but try to make it out to your local pride celebrations. I went out to our pride parade this past weekend, um, had a lot of fun. At with I went with a group of 10 friends, so it was great, and there was a lot of people there, a lot of sunshine, too mm-hmm. much sunshine. <laughs> but because mm. it's such a fun parade... People are giving stuff out I got like a fan, I got a bottle of water At one point from the parade, it was great I got a necklace The, the tween girls in front of me Definitely got a condom And lost their shit And it was adorable
1: <laughs> Now I'm feeling nostalgic For that time of my life
0: When you were like, or preteen girls When sorry. that would have been yeah. like <laughs> They were like 12-ish
1: It was yeah. great
0: I mean wear sunscreen if you go don't don't pull a Caitlyn but um yeah we had a, a lot of fun and you know we saw our prime minister which was mm-hmm. well mixed reactions yeah and the Starbucks float got a louder cheer
1: I wonder if he gets more cheering when he's in the Toronto
0: I'm sure he does I'm sure
1: he does I because they don't care about pipelines kate or not on our coast anyways i mean
0: he's fucked up on more than just pipelines but let's not get into politics i I guess i guess we need to be thankful that we have a leader who will walk in these things you know yes other neighboring countries leadership does put that sort of thing into perspective
1: having leadership walk in these parades is still new enough to make it newsworthy even in other places where it happens because um, I think Scotland's PM uh, walked in their pride parade as well. Oh, good. But it happened to coincide with a diplomatic visitor. And uh, But I, I think in general, um, joining uh, advo- advocacy groups for LGBTQ2S plus is important. Yeah. Uh, their rights in many places... ...have never been entrenched or are being threatened where they were previously stepping, you know, moving forward. And showing support to those communities is important to make sure that they get the rights that we all deserve going forward.
0: And my favorite bits on the parade were... Mm -hmm. um, our uh, PADS was there, which is, I forget, I don't remember what PADS stands for, but it's, like, the people who train seeing-eye dogs and, and uh, assistant dogs. Mm-hmm. So they had all the dogs there in, like, rainbow tutus and rainbow ties, and they were <laughs> so adorable. And um, a lot of school districts were there, and that was nice. Yes. And there was one dude mm-hmm. in particular who was very excited, and he was holding a sign that said something like, my students are free to – more free to be who they are than I ever was or something like that. And yep. that was really nice seeing all the, the school support. It's awesome. And I think the school district was there. I can cut that out. So I won't say what city you live in.
1: <laughs> I, I know teachers local to mm-hmm. me who were going with their, as like a school presence. Yeah. So yeah, which was very cool. Uh,
0: yeah. And we just had a really good time. Nice. And it's not, I mean, if you're not where the sort of main party area is, It's not too crazy, so it's good for all ages. There was lots of kids there. Everybody was having a good time. The people handing stuff out were pretty good at not handing out the adult stuff to the kids, (laughs) other than that one condom instance, which was more funny (laughs) than anything.
1: So I think that wraps us up. Yeah.
0: Something that I think we've mentioned on Twitter that we haven't mentioned here is that we are Mm -hmm. purposely going uh, fortnightly
1: going forward.
2: Yes.
0: Mostly because of summer schedules and... You know, nobody pays us to do this.
1: That's true. Um, I'm sure Kate has edited most of this out, but there have been a couple instances of screaming children in the background because, of course, there's no school right now. So my children are home and just doing it every fortnightly is a little bit easier on them and me. And we also need to make sure we have content lasting until season two.
0: And also next week I have a hair appointment when we would be recording. So that doesn't work for me.
1: Uh, But yeah, so you can expect new episodes in your podcast app of choice every two weeks going forward. Uh, Please send us what your show ideas are for the new Captain Picard show. Uh, Send us your suggestions for other content you want to hear about during this hiatus. Uh, And send us your questions and comments on the things we cover in general. You can send them to us by email, which is a own at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on Twitter at commandofherown. And you can't really reach out to us so well on Instagram, but I will continue to post the, uh, you know, sporadic content there that is Star Trek related. And you can find that at instagram.com slash own. I've been Jen.
0: And I've been Caitlin. And we'll see you next week
1: no not next week we'll see you next (laughs) time (laughs) see you next time (laughs) Bye. bye